and uh, I'm sorry that I've been gone for so long. Uh, life is uh, life is not your best friend, ladies and gentlemen. Life is not your best friend. Life can be your friend, but it's not your best friend. There has been a lot of you know changes that's happened over the past couple months now um but I don't want to get into all of that just know that um I'm trying to get back into things and uh I just like I said I wanted to apologize that I've been gone for so long because um I have you know several listeners that have asked me when's the next episode or are you gonna did you quit and I told him, no, I, I, I just kind of went on hiatus and um, kind of got burnt out. And a lot of other things were on my mind that uh, kind of interfered with my creativity, I guess. And right now, things seem to be calming down, I guess. Uh for one thing, I'm uh, I moved and I'm in a in an apartment, and uh, it's a big change. But I seem to be, I guess, adjusting well, and I'm slowly, you know, liking the place to myself because I. I've been, you know, setting it up the way I wanted it, the way I want it to be. Uh, <clears throat> Two-bedroom apartment, so the uh, spare bedroom is now the podcast studio, <laughs> which is pretty cool because I can now, I can now uh, decorate however I, I want it to look for guests. I got, you know, a futon couch. For gas, I have a spare chair. Uh, I'm actually going to have like a coffee maker in here, which it would be uh, pretty, you know, just neat to have uh, for guests if they want coffee while we're recording. But um, other than that, uh, I'm glad that I'm uh, eager to to come back and uh, you know talk about cryptic stuff, you know, um, as you can see, the, uh, the podcast is now rebranded, uh, name-wise, you know, I mean, there's some things that I plan on doing differently with this show, uh, as you know, I've done 25 episodes now, and a lot of them are true crime cases, and uh, those are really interesting to do, especially if I do local ones, because, you know, I can travel there and talk to people who uh, lived in the moment during the the horrific times to try and find some hidden truths, some, some mysteries that haven't been solved. And I will say, it got, you know, pretty weird with uh some of the local cases because a lot of 
people will give their opinion in a very aggressive, uh, harsh response to certain episodes. And it's pretty sad because some opinions, uh, it's kind of somewhat hurtful to, you know, the other people who may be related to certain individuals that have lost their lives or whatever. And my job here is to not offend or upset anybody. I'm just reporting on what I am told, you know. I I like to give everybody's uh, opinions or perspective on things in order to maybe help out in a way. Maybe to... Maybe to inform others that uh, are curious about something. You know what I mean? So, um, I'll still be doing, you know, true crime cases and obviously local cases because um, the area that I live in, it gets weird, you know? It gets weird and a lot of stories aren't, um, are forgotten. And we don't want to forget, you know, we we don't want to forget stories, and <clears throat> other than true crime cases, I'll be doing you know spooky stuff, of course, because that's just in my nature. I don't want to get into uh, what happened the first night I stayed in this apartment too much, just because of. Uh, I'm good friends with the person who uh, lost a loved one. But the first night, you know, there was somebody found deceased below me. And uh, like I said, guys, life has, <laughs> life has taken a drastic, quick turn. And there's there's been a lot of obstacles that I've had to deal with. But I think at the end of the day, it will it will uh, make me stronger. So I'll just leave it at that, and I'll get back to other things that this podcast uh, will be diving into. Of course, the spooky stuff, because it's it's always fun to to investigate like paranormal or uh, cryptids or uh, supernatural stuff, you know what I mean? And I plan on making, sorry, I plan on making more episodes uh, persistently, I guess, Uh, because you guys, my loyal listeners love love uh the episodes and I'm so grateful that you guys, you know, tune in. And um I might try and uh get back on the Patreon and I'm sorry for the uh for the subscribers where I haven't posted anything. Um it's just been it's just been a hard, you know, 
doing a hard time right now. And I plan on uh, gifting you guys with uh, better content and uh, more content. So um, I've, I've talked to several people who uh, would like to be on the show more. Um, good friend Josh, you know, he's been on the the show several times. You know, he voiced Randall Lee Smith when I first started the podcast. He voiced him as the <clears throat> narration. And we did a Alien episode as well. <laughs> so I plan on having him on the show a lot more. Because he's just a he's just a great character, you know. In general, he has a great voice, uh, podcasting wise. I told him that he needs to, you know, have his own podcast with whatever he whatever's on his mind. He could just, you know, spit it out. I plan to have him on more, and uh, some, you know, I have some pretty interesting new ideas that uh, I think will be somewhat enjoyable. And of course, I'll probably get into some uh, weird stuff as well involving people around, you know, the area. I'll I'll probably get into, you know, some crazy stuff like usual. And hopefully that nothing crazy will happen to me. (laughs) So, uh, and also... My, I guess, the owner of the apartment or whatever. She says that the uh, the building, so it's connected to an ice cream shop. I'll just say that. And apparently the ice cream shop may or may not be haunted. So that's cool. I mean, that's right up my alley. That's right up our alley. You know what I mean? So maybe, you know, I might investigate the ice cream shop while getting some ice cream. But who knows? Anyway, I'm just I'm glad that I can come on here finally. And like I said, I am I am sorry that I've been gone for so long. But I hope that you guys can forgive me, and I will repay you guys with more content and better content. So with that, um, I wanted to speaking of you know apartments. I was just reading on Reddit, and I had this idea of just reading off a, uh, to get back into the groove of things, you know, just read off these Reddit stories of, uh, I guess, scary apartment stories. So, uh, I'll read a couple of those, and then we'll get out of here. And I already plan on making a really neat episode with a certain somebody, uh, after this episode. So look forward to that. And yeah, it's no longer cryptic files. It is, it's cryptic out there because it is. So, I have three stories to read off. The first two are fairly short, but the last one is is pretty long, and it looks really interesting. So, let's start with the first one. And this is on 
what's the creepiest thing that's ever happened in your house slash apartment? First one. When I was a kid, I had no curtains or blinds over my window in my room. There's a street lamp just outside my window, so anything that walks past my window, like a deer, would cast a shadow onto the wall opposite of my window. Two nights in a row, I woke up to see the shadow of a man on my wall. I didn't have enough courage to turn around and look up at the window to see who it was. It was late at night, too. I knew it couldn't be my dad because I could hear him snoring. The worst part is my bed was in front of the window with my head at the bottom of it. So whoever was behind me could probably see me. I think this is the scariest thing to ever happen in my house because it's not something supernatural. There's a good chance it actually was a person creeping in some little girl's bedroom window. That was a very short one. And yeah, that's a little creepy because, uh, you know, male predators with little girls, that's just the worst of the worst. So, second story. When I was a kid, I was really confused one night. And when a classmate of mine showed up with her older sister and their mother... They stayed the night in my living room, and no one would explain what was going on. I later found out my classmate had been in her bedroom, turned around, and saw a man looking in her window. She screamed. Her mother came, and the dude just kept staring for a few minutes before he walked away calmly. The police were called and they told them to go elsewhere for the night. Since all their relatives were a good distance away, our house was probably the only place they could stay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Alright. Alright, let's see. Alright. Here we go. Here's a longer one told this story before but here it goes all right say it again man i live in a loft in a downtown area next to a few bars the entrance to the building is a street side unmarked door randomly placed between businesses it usually goes unnoticed it opens directly to a staircase leading to the three apartment here three apartments here i'm sorry It's been a constant fear that drunk people from the bars mistakenly make their way into my area. Oh, okay, that's that's not good. Back in October, I had the shock of a lifetime. It was about 3 a.m. on a work night, and I woke up hearing two very distinct voices coming from my living room area. I have two friends who have keys to my place in case there are at the bar and need to sleep it off. But neither voice sounded like them. Then, I heard what sounded like eerie violin. I thought two drunk people had broken into my apartment, 
and I guess decided to watch a movie or something. I was freaking out and trying to figure it out. I just hid and hoped it would go away. Finally, the sounds just completely disappeared, which was just as disheartening. I didn't hear any footsteps, so it made me think they grew aware of my presence. I grabbed a weapon and I kept next to my bed and slowly creeped towards the living room. Nothing was there. It was pitch black and everything was turned off. Turns out my neighbor, who owns the film studio I live above, pulled an all-nighter editing his entry to this Halloween horror film contest he hosts every year. He was reviewing his film and accidentally paired it with my soundbar instead of his own. He played the audio very loudly to a horror film to me in my pitch black apartment at 3 in the morning. So, it wasn't paranormal, it was just, you know, Alexa being a creep. (laughs) Well, there's more here. I guess I could read more for you guys. Let's see. When we first moved in, we found a bunch of drugs and syringes hidden in a hole in the floorboards of a closet in one of the bedrooms. That's not good. One night, after months of living there, my dad heard a noise downstairs, so he went down assuming it was me. No, it was not. Like the rest of my family, was sound asleep as it was 3 a.m. Of course. It's always 3 a.m. Why? That's the devil's time. He got downstairs and found a young, wasted woman passed out on our couch. My dad had to go wake my mom up so my mom could wake the girl up so she would feel less threatened. When she woke up, she was a slurring mess. Apparently... She lived in the house before we moved in and had a key. Jesus. While drunk, she forgot and she didn't live here anymore and thought she was just going home. She called someone to pick her up and we never saw her again. We had really shady landlords who told us that they changed the locks before we moved in. They lied. Well, yeah, and uh, that girl not knowing that she doesn't live there anymore? That's, uh, I don't know about that one. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Here's another short one. My girlfriend went out of town for the weekend, so all of my friends came over for a night of games and alcohol. A few days later, my so opens the... What is so? S.O. opens the oven to make dinner and found a baked cake in it. No dirty dishes, no mess, no explanation whatsoever. To this day, none of us know how to get there. How it got there, I'm sorry. It's not a creepy ghost story like some here, but it is the biggest mystery of my life. And no, nobody was drunk enough to forget baking a perfect cake. Cleaning the dishes and putting everything away. Um, 
that's actually a pleasant surprise. Alright. Let's read two more. How about that? And we'll head out of here. I said I was going to do three, but, you know, these are, these are fairly short. Alright. When I was in my teens, my parents took a vacation, but left their cars in the driveway. It was just my grandmother who lived in our house, my younger sister, and myself for almost two weeks. One random night, I woke up to our dog growling and the motion sensor lights in our backyard turning on. Oh no. I got up and walked towards the front of the house and noticed a shadow coming through the bottom of the cracked door. Somebody was standing there. I slowly crept my way to the peephole, and when I looked out, I saw a giant eyeball looking in. Oh, that is the absolute worst. That's like my worst fear. Like, I have a peephole in my apartment, and every time I look, I actually had a dream. Okay, side note, I actually had a dream. I was back in my Radford University dorm. And I had a dream that I looked through the peephole and nobody was there. And then all of a sudden a guy just jumps right at the peephole and screams as loud as he could. And I woke up. And that was one of the scariest dreams I've ever had. So, because I, I woke up shouting. <clears throat> anyway, let's get back to the story. Alright. Alright, eyeball looking in. I froze for a second in a panic and then rushed to the phone to call 911. As I was running away from the door, the person did one really loud slam on the front door and gave off a laugh that could have been the Joker from Batman. Ugh. As I'm calling the police, I run to one of the windows to see, a, to see if I can see what the person looks like and notice an old shitty car speeding off down the street. Sorry. I never knew who it was or why they were there. The police believed it was burglars thinking nobody had been in the house because the cars hadn't moved in days. Yeah. The the eye in the peephole, that's probably one of the scariest things. In my opinion. Because <laughs> they're right in your face if you really think about it. Just a, a couple inch of, of doors just barricading between you two alright let's find one more alright here we go here's one of the more major creepy things that happened so a few months passed by and we're working in the backyard because my mom wants a vegetable garden a couple of hours in and we're making good progress but I started getting really bored so I start digging this random hole towards the side. About only six, six inches down, I hit something. As I dig around, it reveals itself to be a small wooden board, maybe a foot and a half long, standing horizontally. At this point, I tell my parents to check it out. They're completely baffled, but we keep digging around it out of curiosity. By the end of it, we have a hole maybe two feet wide and six inches deep. Inside are wooden panels placed like a box. At this point, my mom is freaking out 
and it doesn't help that I made a stupid joke about how we dug out a coffin. Inside we found like six plastic rings and two that look legitimate missing the centerpiece. It was so bizarre my parents called the police. They came the next day and said that our house did have some reports of gang activity and a few shootings from eight to nine years ago, but they couldn't explain what we found. Well, they obviously stole some and hid it. Obviously. Well, that was... That one wasn't that scary. Okay. Like I said, that was going to be the last one, but I found one to end the show. To end the episode. Okay, here we go. Our street is almost 200 years old and very picturesque. So it attracts tourists in our city. There have been more than a few times where I've come downstairs from the garden level kitchen slash living room to the street level first floor to find that I haven't closed the curtains. Oh, jeez. Tourists will be peeking in. Oh, no. Trying to see what the interior looks like. It's annoying and kind of creepy, but I'm used to it. I would be pissed. One night, I came upstairs to go to bed to find some guy standing in front of the window. Our windows are the original casings, so they've got heavy wooden interior shutters we close at night. I close one side because, fuck it, I don't care if you want to see our upstairs living room. I'm tired. I went to do the other, and he just gave me this furious look. Like his face just twisted into so much anger that it stopped me in my tracks. We stared each other down for a few moments before he gave me this big, creepy, leering smile and walked slowly down the street. I think I woke up and checked our deadbolt and chain eight times throughout the course of the night. Yeah, something to do with, you know, tilted heads and then a crooked smile. That is creepy as well. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, it's just a uh, a practice, you know, like a like a a tune up episode, as you uh, might say, just to let you guys know that I'm not going anywhere. I just I went away for a bit on hiatus, and I'm sorry for that. But I really do appreciate you guys tuning in and giving your support Uh, life's different now life is different now and we just gotta we just gotta keep pushing through and do the things that we enjoy do the things that make us happy surround ourselves with people who love us and support us and that's that and um Lastly, of course, watch your back, because it is cryptic out there.